Hello, hello, and welcome back, my Yankee Yiddos. It's been far too long. Far, far too long. Yeah, we, we apologize for that, but we are we so excited to be back. I'm here with one of my best friends, my good friend, Nick Turns. How are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Yeah, All right. things you told yesterday's result. I'm yes. over. Yes. But. This is why I invite you because, you know, you always have a good attitude, even even through those bad results. You've been a Spurs fan for a while. You know how to get on with your life. I do. I wouldn't be here today if I, did, I let Tottenham affect me that much. Yes. You would have to relegate to a different team. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I will ask you, though, you know, starting right there. So this episode is really just going to be we, – we, we've been gone for a while, almost a month now. We have a lot to catch up on. Premier League, um, Champions League, cancellations, a lot. But looking straight backwards, you know, what happened in the Champions League yesterday was our first loss of the season. So I just yeah. want to ask you, because again, this, this whole episode is going to be about the state of Spurs. We're not going to get into every goal or every detail like we usually do. Um, but what are your thoughts after that first loss? I know we're not going to talk just straight about that game, but just in general, we made it this far, no losses. Your thoughts on the season so far? Is it deserving, you know, that we haven't fallen to the sword, you know, yet? Or and was was this loss even deserving? I don't know. So I didn't get to watch too much of, the, of this game, uh, as you know, but yeah. uh, the season in a whole, though, I mean, it's an impressive, like, for as much as Arsenal has talked about um, yeah. about them going undefeated, I mean undefeated obviously is different um, than or, yes. just not losing a game, like yeah. being perfect or whatever, you know. Um, so it was kind of weird. I, I thought that'd be more talked about, but I mean, City's there too. I think no, City's lost. Never mind. Yeah. I lied. Everyone's we were we are still the only one in, in yeah. with Arsenal. Well, Arsenal lost, right? They mm-hmm. lost. So we're the only uh, yeah. undefeated, but yeah. that includes some ties. Yeah, um, but I think that's kind of like shows our season. I think we've been yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty solid overall. But I mean, we haven't been great. Yes, well said. I think as we look back at these, what like five matches, two Champions League, three Premier League. You, that's almost the sum of all of it. We can just end the podcast right now. We haven't been yeah. great. You know, yeah, like everything's been good, you know, and, and we're really excited. And yeah. I will say, you know, one big thing is like with good, we still have wins and things like that. You know, before good was like, okay, we played good, but yeah, we lost. You know, now it's like at least we have that like a little bit of like, I don't know, steel to hold the win out, you know, or the tie. Yeah, um, that's West Ham game. I think that's kind of like the, the defining thing for me for the season so far. I feel like that maybe we haven't shown in years past is like yes. we grind out more so these yeah. little these results like Chelsea. Like years past, I don't think we're we're drawing that match, right? Oh yeah. Um, Even the West Ham. Yeah. West Ham won when they scored that. I mean, I didn't get full nerves. We've talked about this on the podcast this season. I didn't get fully scared or anything like that, but it was like, okay, this is literally like script of what could happen to Spurs. Yeah. As yeah. I will just say this, so that's as with the sporting game, my Manchester United brother, you guys may have heard me talk about him before. 
right after he says, oh, Spurs did a Spurs again. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Which was my text back to him, just so we all know. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like a real, yeah, it's a, the game, I think, even. Porto sporting is like maybe a microcosm of this universe, right? Like, or this season, yeah. like, not we don't play great, and it's the first time we actually were punished for it more yeah. so than anything, right? So. Yeah, I think so. I think one thing, uh, I know you didn't get to see most of this, and we'll just jump straight into it, but with the sporting match, same with the Marseille match, it was pretty boring. And with the Marseille match, especially with us being at home, I was very upset. I was watching with the LA Spurs, I was very upset. So, whatever it was, like 60 minutes in, that we weren't just thrashing them because both teams were playing bad. But Masai was playing bad. It wasn't like a Southampton that, you know, holds a block and, like, stops you a million times. It's like everyone was playing bad. They were playing bad. We were playing bad. If they're playing bad, we should take full advantage. It just wasn't happening. Um, yeah. And then the same thing happened at Sporting. But the thing that happened when they scored that first one, yeah, it was, like, the 90th minute. But literally the whole Spurs team, like, woke up which is what happens to us. We've talked about this before. Like we'll get scored on first and 60th and we'll wake up and score two or three goals. That is like literally can't be the way, but, but we saw it happen. And I think in the sporting match, just like you said, like we played mediocre and that was the first time we really got punished for it. Yeah. Cause yeah, I wouldn't say like uh, we have been dominant this season. Like our results yeah. have sh- have shown. Like the results are great, and I will not complain about the, the results yeah. we've had. It's just I don't. I haven't been like fully happy with how we've played yet. Like I think yeah. there's still some fine tuning to get us to where the point where we're all firing all cylinders. So yeah. I mean that's exciting though, right? Like, and we're getting exactly. results. We're. I'm saying that the good is new. still the good is still getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I mean, so like looking at my notes, we have a lot of games to kind of brush over and talk about. But like, I just remember with this Nottingham game, uh, it started out very fast. You know, both teams were actually looking very mm-hmm. good. Uh, I'm just looking at stats right now. Shots were 17 for them and 18 for us. Now we had seven yeah. on target. They had one. But, you know, in general, I just remember from the beginning, I mean, Hurricane scored in the fifth minute. But from the beginning... It was a that was a game where it was like okay we we got this like we can you know do something um, but I will say you know looking at that game directly if, if we can look back that far we scored in the fifth minute which was like us at just our finest like okay doom 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 it was a beautiful goal the yep. you know Kane to Kulisevsky back to Kane and just like you know that is what these boys are supposed to do beautiful pass from Sun people can say Sun's on a on a you know a sleeper this season so far. A beautiful he's not pass. Great. He's Sorry. not. He just. He doesn't have stats, you know. But uh, but he's still there. He's still there. We, we will get on the sun topic. We can go there next. But you know, like we started out, we scored very very quick in like beautiful Conte. This is one hundred percent what we want to do, fashion. And then we kind of slowly, not even took our foot off. It was a fast paced game, and we almost lost it. But you know, Richarlison, we will get onto him later too. Does that beautiful cross with the outside of the foot? Um, to that Harry, was, wide, I mean, that was, yeah, wow. You know, that was that was FIFA commercial. Like, this is what you know they're looking for, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna stay here for a second. Talking about Richarlison. Talking about that Nottingham game. 
Yeah, so, we're going to bounce around, it sounds like. Because I know this is just going to lead to Marseille, but yeah. That's fine, that's fine. So first we have the cross with the outside of the foot. After he comes on, doesn't start, comes on for Sonny in like the 80th or, or 70th or something. Beautiful out of nowhere. When, when Harry Kane was all sides, is kind of throwing his head around, and then, you know, everyone forgets about him. He's a professional, turns around. Beautiful cross outside of the foot. Wide open. I mean, that is what for. So multiple, yeah. multiple questions for you. Is this going to get us through the season? Those top four? In the, into the top four? No. The top four that we have, Kulisevsky, Kane, Richarlison, Sonny. Is that going to get us through, or is that just going to beat Nottingham? Like, is that going to like take us to where we want to be? I would be surprised if it doesn't. It they're they're I mean everyone's kind of at their prime so I mean it yeah it has to work out too right like no one's yeah. like super young by any means at this point so like they have not too long I mean well Richarlison's twenty five so he's young he just feels old because I feel like he's he's been in the prem for yeah. a while they all feel old but they're actually all like priming it's, it's I mean yeah. and, and Kulisevsky's gonna be a god we have to understand he's young that. yeah he's really you young. Know, you have to understand the Gareth Bale that we have on our hands. Like, seriously, if not better than Gareth Bale. And I'll say that loudly and proudly on this <laughs> episode. Look at Gareth Bale, 21. Look at Kulisowski. I swear to God. And I don't want any other teams to hear this. Just us Spurs fans. If you're a Spurs fan, you're listening to this. If you're not a Spurs fan, what are you doing listening to this? Get off our podcast. <laughs> but Kulisowski is much better than Gareth Bale was, and he knows what he wants, whereas Gareth Bale still is confused. He, no, it's it's golf. <laughs> Real Madrid. Man, he knows oh, what he MC. wants. Yeah, that's that's he knows what he wants. I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. Ball. I mean, Bale is really good. I mean, he. I don't. Yeah, that's tough. I don't but know where. Either way, I'm really excited about Kulu, and I think Kulu, Kulu and Richie, and then you, I mean throw in Troy or Dane yes. Scarlett into that. Scarlett. Okay, those two we're talking about next like, season. We're talking about next season right now, which is fine. This is a big. Well, just saying, it, it's. I think it's like perfect. I think it's a great, a great. Um, so in your eyes, in in your eyes, you see us like even better next season than this season. Not that you write this season off, but like, but, do you see this season as like okay, we're getting there, but next season's gonna be like ten times better? With next those season's the season to have That's pretty high expectations, I think. Okay. I think it's it's good to expect top four here, but like to really make like a big push and like yeah. real serious contenders for any trophy. Like I think we can win a trophy this year. I'm not, but yeah. like to be like real serious, I think bar like this next summer window is going to be the big thing that puts us yeah. in the spot we need to be yeah i'm hoping I mean, the, the one thing i'll say about that that was kind of like ringing bells in my head for this last game that we lost to nothing in the last minute we'll talk about it but um you know we had kulisevsky on the bench who's usually a starter but other than that there really isn't much attacking power at all brian gill i like him um you know i like him a lot but is he going to come in and take Richarlison off the field and us be like, yeah, he's about to do something. You know, I was excited about Sessegnon coming in, but really like our bench, our squad is better 
But our bench, when it comes to like winning games, like aggressively playing chess, is like still a bit weak. Uh, so, what is your thoughts on what it kind of showed me? Also, is that like I think they're gonna be aggressive in 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 June, or excuse me, June, January, <laughs> in January. Uh, that's tough. I mean, I I don't see January. I think maybe one or two in January. But I I think the only place we're looking for real depth is maybe. And like maybe improvement is maybe for Royal, just where? for something that's where? more attacking. For Royal at right back, right wing back. Uh, no, I think but, the attacking center mid. Our center mid is extremely lacking. We're gonna talk the other about position. That. The but center mids, I think, are are okay. The center mids are okay, I, but I do think that's where we're losing it. And I don't know if it's by based off the play of the center mids, or just like we don't have center mids capable of doing what we need. See, that's what I think is I think we have five like upper class center mids. I mean, maybe maybe four, but Hoybier, Bentoncourt, Basuma, Skip. Okay, that's four. Is there another one? I I don't know, but well, then we have uh, Sar. Uh, Sar. That's five. Yeah. Like, those are all like quality people, but they're all sixes and eights. Like, none of them, none of them are attacking midfield. Now, some are better than others, and Hoybier scored in the last couple games, and all of that looked really good. His ball playment? Or his he ball looks play great this season, I think. Really nice. Yeah, I mean, I said this, I think, in our group chat, that Hoybier looks like how he plays for Denmark, which I'm always like, I said that too. About. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we've I always wanted. Yeah, yeah, I think it's because he finally gets to play that role. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I think our back, our center backs, and our back line is is so much more secure than uh, more for secure sure. than it's been in a, I think since he's been here. For sure, for um, sure. So yeah, so he actually gets to to venture forward, and he has another good center mid in him, a pairing with Rodrigo yeah. or Eves that allows it as well. Yeah. So now let's talk about his partnership. So if we have him there, let's talk about two players. Obviously, number one, Bentoncourt. Uh, he's been there a lot, but he's been switched with Basuma, you know, and Basuma was your boy who you were excited to see. Um, he had one start, uh, against West Ham. What were your thoughts? He's played in other games. I will rant on him in a second, but I like, <laughs> I, I, he hasn't been great so far. There we go. He, cool. He, he's, he's still really young and I'm still really excited about him. I, I just think he needs a little bit more time to settle into new new squad, yeah. Um, new new coach, you know, new style of play. But I, I'm excited. I think he'll be good still, very good still. No, I definitely think I, I think you're right. I think he will be good. Like he's always shown us quality, but that West Ham game really like it, maybe because it's West Ham, but it was like it was like a dig in my side. Like it hurt me to watch him play. Like he was just not moving and just. You know, I don't know why, but people who wear their sleeves long and, like, put their thumb out, I'm like, you don't want to run, do you? Like, you think this is cold when Perisic has short sleeves on, you know, and, and like, sprinting, you know, 24-7. I don't know what it is. That's just a funny trope. But, you know, like, he was, like, and, and the two – or the goal that, like, was caused was, like, him just being a little bit lackadaisical and just not being where he needs to be. And the thing is, I get it. It's your first start. It's your first time playing with this team. It's going to take time. But I really feel like he didn't understand that it was a, a, a London derby. 
he felt like it was uh, EPL match and we're going to just run our courses and hope everything goes well. This is a very passionate match. We need you to be at your most high. You know, it's not just maybe Arsenal or, or, or Chelsea. West Ham is still just as big and just as violent, you know, and you can't just pretend. And all the people on the other side know it. All the people in the fan in the stands know it. And so if you're just like kind of walking and that, I don't know, that was just like a, a, a stab in my side. And so he hasn't really played since then uh, to, to Conte's <laughs> honor, but. No, that's true. He hasn't really featured too much. I don't yeah. know if he did he play in yesterday's game at all as a no, sub. Or? I, don't, I don't think he's played at all since then, truthfully. <laughs> you might we'll be right. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Truthfully <laughs> to me, he reminded me of Ndombele, and I was really upset by that. I was like, you are acting like you're, re- you're going to do something really good, but then when it comes to you, you don't. It, 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 you get a bad touch, or you just play the ball to the wrong place, and it's just like not what we're looking for. So I don't know. Uh, that's kind of a whole a whole check mark on the list <laughs> is Basuma. But you know we will jump straight from Basuma. I'm excited. We're gonna, we're gonna jump real fast, and I'll let you start it off with what you've seen with my personal look for Richie. I mean he's been star studded, but I'm gonna let you start it. What are your thoughts? I. Trying to think, man. I'm trying to think of what I said in the preseason. I can't remember, but I try. I don't know if I said anything. I wasn't. No, I didn't know how I felt about this signing. I definitely know I like it now. Ah, <laughs> the more go. I watched them, the more I've like seen him and like, yeah. I think it, it's gonna be really good just for the depth. Yeah, yeah. He's looked really good for us. I like yeah. on the, off the bench. Starting either way, he he's yeah. looked really good. Bring he brings something totally different that we don't really have. Yeah. Um. Is there any of even with Kane or Sonny, mm-hmm. like we don't have it with either of them either. Yeah. He, yeah. He's just got this different kind of creativity. He's almost kind of like that little thing we, we I wish we had a little bit more in the the midfield. Yeah. Not that I want him as a midfielder because he wouldn't work there, but yeah, a little bit more of that like uh like. You know, creativity, flair in the midfield to try to make things happen. Yeah, yeah, would be awesome. But no, no, he's looked really good. You can't say anything bad about his season. Yeah, no, Richie's been great. I want to know what you think about. We're just gonna run back real fast with that Nottingham uh, juggling in front of the sidelines and then <laughs> getting a well, it was basically a red card tackle, but the referee took pity on fucking Nottingham. What, was, what are your thoughts on that? We have to talk about it on this uh, episode because I was so excited. I was I was jumping up and down doing jumping jacks. I was so excited. I don't know. I, it's extra. It's not necessary, but I mean, and that's what we need. That's literally exactly. I don't what know. We need. It's exactly what we need. I mean, if we try to be just like the right amount of mayonnaise, it's like that's not enough mayonnaise. We need more mayonnaise. <laughs> No mayonnaise is enough mayonnaise. No, there's never enough. (laughs) No, not even true. (laughs) Just not sure. No mayonnaise is enough mayonnaise. (laughs) The limit does not exist, and that's what he proved. And then they literally did a red card offense. And I just we have to talk about it on the podcast. And everyone everyone in Europe, every not Europe, everyone in England, he deserved a red card. 
for doing what he did. Juggling, not, I know. Not allowed to ever make fun of the other person ever. And his response, oh my gosh. I mean, it, like he deserved the start after that response. Like if I was uh, a modern I day coach, like, yeah, cry more. Cry more. I don't, uh, yeah, like I said, I thought it was extra, but the amount, and again, like whatever it is what it is, but the amount of like hate and just like, yeah. Well, but the thing is, you should get a red card for for juggling. Like that would be like no. every red card should you should be getting for celebrating a goal. Like it's it's all the juggling's same. Not, juggling's not illegal. Your team just sucks. You know. It's I like, know. Like you should get a red card for supporting a shitty team. I'm just. <laughs> but just, okay. it's 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 weird to call for a red card for juggling. Like no, no. But to bring back to the point of Tottenham. So I was thinking about this today, which is definitely a show of improvement with Tottenham and our team in general, which is basically we went from in that position, our fourth striker, Steven Bergwijn to Richarlison. Like there is an obvious difference. I just want everyone to remember that like that. And I know on this show, I'm not rubbing it in. Nothing, nothing towards <laughs> you or Matt. I swear to God to all our listeners is not. I thought about this without you in mind. And then I remembered you and I was like, this would be great. Um, <laughs> Rude. Rude. Yeah, no. But I'm Go saying, on. like, as Spurs fans, you have to be honest. Like, this is a big difference. We had a young player trying to make it. Now we have a somewhat established player who's juggling in front of away fans after giving an outside of the foot fucking cross, beautiful suck my dick ball, you know, like. But There's a huge difference. To be fair, though, Stephen Bergvine had Jose Mourinho as a coach for a bit that just, like, beat the creativity out of him. Yeah. Rich Charleston hasn't had that opportunity yet, so. No, no I'm just kidding. That was us. No, it, it's, been a, it's been an improvement, and I, I, you can't, at this point, it's hard to deny. I mean, yeah. Even though I, I say that, and I, I, I instantly think, like, you know, we're about to play Leicester, Steven Bergwijn. You know, you're yeah. a god, you know, at the King Park Stadium. It should be called the Steven Bergwijn Suck My Dick Stadium. <laughs> um, but He owns them. He does, he does. At least, you know, half of those stands, like he owns all of that. Uh, what a great day. And we do love Steven Bergwijn for what it is. But, uh, yeah, that was just a thought. Uh, Richarlison played great. Um. But now we're going to move a little bit further, and I want to ask you about Sonny. You know, completely opposite story, completely opposite train that we're hopping on. It's going the yeah. different direction. So yeah, he's been with yeah. us forever. He got the golden boot last year, one of the best players in the Premier League, even though no one else cared other than Spurs nope. fans. Um, but now this year – I get it that he has competition. I got my own thoughts that I've been thinking recently about Sonny. But what are your thoughts on, you know, Sonny's performances? And either what's been holding him back, what's wrong, or what everyone else is missing, you know? I, uh, well, I think one of my biggest knocks on Sonny has always been he's streaky. And I think last oh, year was the first. Well said. Last well, year was the first year he wasn't streaky, and that's why he did what he did. He was just he was super consistent for the most part. Yeah. Like 
it was only one or two matches max that he wouldn't score. Yep. Before it'd be three, four, and like it is this year. So we'll see. I mean, who knows? He could he could find it and again snaps back into the form he was in last year, which is possible. But so like yeah, I'm not too surprised. And it kind of looks a little bit of like the same thing I, I typically see when it seems like maybe lack a little bit of confidence. For sure. Um, he just seems to to, to diddle daddle on the ball. He just doesn't yeah. seem like he's confident and doesn't just do something right away. He doesn't just oh I'm going at you right away. He takes yeah. a little bit. Make that decision, well, and then and before, whenever he was streaky and kind of like unconfident, and then he would have a confident streak and then go back. You know, whenever he was unconfident, yeah, he'd take he'd take a touch or two, and it would take forever. But he was still on the field for ninety minutes because we had no options. You know, mm-hmm. this is a huge change that seventy minutes in, you know, you're coming out. I'm pretty sure that if he would have scored a goal or two, he would still be coming out. I'm pretty sure that's like Conte's. Like, this is where Richarlison is going, or this is, like, you're the one coming out. Usually, you're going to be one of two. Like, whichever one's more lack, you're coming out. And um, Sonny's definitely not used to that. And I do think that before, we relied on him a lot. So, like, when we would see his good side, it would be like, thank God, because that's the only base goals are coming from. You know, like, there's, yeah, I mean, you know, there's him and Kane, and they're both streaky, you know. And most times they streak together or we fucking tie or lose games, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, you'll have to look back to the that Champions League run, right, to realize how important Sonny is. Like, he did everything for us. Yep. All yep. the scoring once Kane went yep. down. So See, and, and I will say, like, well, whenever Kane's gone, Son always steps up. But I think Sonny has had, you know, this is a new time for him with like a little bit of backup, even more help, even with Kulisevsky, like offering more options. But once that shit starts to gel with the Richarlison, the Kane, Kulu, Sonny, once that shit starts to gel, I'm perfectly fine with Sonny, like not scoring at the moment. Cause I think there will be a time when all of these things really do start to hit. And then everything's going to be like a three times multiplier. So I personally think that, Sonny at the moment, I think everyone's like, you know, what's wrong? Or, you know, he's having a bad season or something like that. I don't think at all. I think very soon it will click. But there's so many new things going on. And he's been a trooper. He's come off in the 70th minute or whatever. And, you know, he might be mad on the bench that he didn't score. But he's not, like, mad at the team. He's still doing his thing. Um, So, yeah, I I think Sonny... I think the second of the season, really what I think, this is my last statement. Sonny is pulling a Harry Kane like three seasons ago. You know, like everyone's like, oh, Harry's the best striker in the world. And then he scores nothing to like October. And then he still ends up being like second list after that. But everyone like for like three months is like, you know, like Harry Kane, is he going to leave? What's wrong? And then he scores one and it's like ding, 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 ding. And I think that's going to happen with Sonny more than anything else. I hope so. I think for sure. I don't. It's it's difficult. I that's what I'm banking on. I mean, I, I'm just reading that Conte's now like n- knows he can drop Sonny. Basically, is what he's saying. He's like, before he was calling Sonny undroppable. Now he's like, I got to rotate forwards. They all well, know. I'm this. fine with that. What what, what do you yeah. think? Are you okay with that? Yeah, I mean. I, Especially given the form of of Sonny compared yeah. to Rich Charleston and how well Kulu's playing, like 
this is why we bought like Richarlson for sixty is to give us that the depth. Thing, and, like the only thing I'll say is I don't want him to get into this mindset that Richarlison isn't unjobable because I think after the last game you should put Richarlison back on the bench. I think he has he's a very passionate player that needs to be wound up. And not in a bad way, but it's like, yeah, he comes on for 20 minutes and causes two goals. You mm-hmm. know, that's what we need. We don't need him there for 90 minutes. I mean, Lamella would do that all the time. Lamella would when he, he wasn't would, hurt. He would start Lamella, and he would start just so like joggy, and it's like, I'm gonna get there. It's like, no, we need you now. You know, and it's like if you don't if you don't put the fucking fire into their ass, then they're just gonna you know walk it off, and we're gonna end two nil or some shit. No, I mean you're not right. You're not wrong. I think players can definitely be more effective off the bench for like reasons like that. Um, definitely, Lucas Moura the same. Yeah, no, he's definitely one of them. I never would like to see him start for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Sonny. So I guess like for me, like maybe that's the Delhi double. Does Sonny start this weekend? Ooh, that's a good one. I I did not think of a Delhi double. All right, guys, this is it. The Delhi double. Will Sonny get the start? And this is against Leicester. We could now, rename it, this the, the Sunny side up if you wanted. Nope. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what do you think? Will you think? Do you think he'll start? No. You said no. Cool, you give me the easy answer then. I'll go with yes. We'll have yeah. to reach out to, to Matt and O'Day. And everyone out there, all you Yankee kids, let us know what you think. Will Sonny get the start? I think he will. I think Antonio Conte is not ready to do that. But we'll see. I, I, I wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. Again, I wouldn't mind if he was on the bench. To because uh, I don't think Kulisevsky being relegated to the bench is fully fair or justified because he's been our if we look at it he's been our main attacking you know transition player all season which is like what he's great at but all season no one I, we like when Harry Kane drops back but he's been doing it regularly yeah he's been playing really well for us this year and we'll move yes. on to what do you think about Kulisevsky we're just gonna start this is the Kulisevsky talk now. <laughs> I mean, what, there's not much to say because, like, he's just he he's played so well. Like, it's uh, yeah. I mean, he's picked off pretty much picked up right where he left off last year. He did. Um, he did. It literally didn't stop. And that's what I think we all wanted to see once the season mm-hmm. ended. We we're like, can we just see more Kulisevsky? Um. So here's my question to you: Is it justified, like him being like? automatically the the first drop or the drop in general like do you think that he should be or sunny or some or even kane bro like could could kane get the drop no i i think oh damn strong no bro drop the anchor no no for both i think <laughs> i think i think what conte has been doing is, is correct i think you you roll with sunny for a bit and then really see how it goes like really give him a chance give him a second third you know what i mean because it's sunny right like yeah, he's got it in him. He, it's not like when he doesn't play well, he checks out. Like he's always out there, still like giving a hundred percent, right? So like, at least you know that, right? And uh, he understands the system, and he's a guy that you just gotta put faith in because he's that good. Kulu is a guy who has played that well, but he's still much more of an unknown in terms of is he gonna consistently be that? Because like, 
we've seen it for a it's long time. It's still unknown, but I, I will say from what we've seen, it's it's not unknown. I mean, he came in for 20 minutes in, in the sporting game. We lost in the last minute, but he came in. And I, I know you didn't get to see it, but when Kulu came in, the whole game changed for us. You know, I, I'm not, and I'm not surprised by that. I guess my question to you is if yeah. if someone plays their best game, who's having the best game of those two? Who and who? Kulu and Sonny. If so, they both play their best game, who who has the better game overall? So let's define what that means, and I want to get your agreeance or like you know help me figure it out. So if Sonny has his best game. That means Sonny scores two to three goals. Mm-hmm. If Kulu has his best game, that means some. That means we're scoring two to three goals, but it doesn't have to be Kulusevski. Right. So I think Sonny has a bigger impact he can make. I don't know. He has I, the think, best game. I think. I think Kulu makes other people better, whereas Sonny just has to be the best he can be. And we need Sonny for that. Whereas, like, but the only, the only I mean, the counter argument to that is directly like, if Kulu's at his best game, other people can be fucking up and we might not win. You know, if Sonny has his best game, we could win off that by itself. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, that's the thing is, goals are, are, are king, right? Yeah. Like, exactly. that's how you win games. You We're score lying. goals. And, exactly. and, and Kulu's great in like ability to give people, put people in that position, but ultimately that person still needs to finish it. So, like, yeah. You don't well, know. And I will say, other than, you know, mo- mo- uh, like a lot of wingers, I mean, we have a, literally a gem, a diamond, a ruby in fucking Kulisevsky. I mean, seriously, because, I mean, you look at Sterling, you know, just went to Chelsea. Sterling can run down the line and cross it. He'll beat everyone and cross it. But Kulisevsky, if he ever gets one second with a sniff with that left leg, he's scoring. He's not shooting. He's yeah, scoring. He- it's impressive, and then he he'll beat you on the line and cut a yeah. good ball over or put a great cross in. Yeah, he's he's good. He's he's like Sterling, except for the more production on the assist end yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like he, the, the main thing, the main thing that I don't like about skilled players is they always forget how to play on a team. Kulisevsky is one of the best players, and he understand he understands what's going on on the whole field. So like even if this other player isn't exactly ready for it, I can still play him the right ball that he will need. That's a high level of intelligence. And that is, I mean, that is what's been missing on the Spurs field forever. We've had a lot of skilled players and, and somewhat leaders, but we need someone who's going to maestro that shit. And Kulisevsky can read the field and he does it from his little spot on the right side, but. Yeah, you reminded me of something I saw on my Bleacher Report app. Someone, someone mentioned, and uh, it would it would be actually pretty interesting because I think it, Kulu has said his best position is a ten. Is what a ten? Ten. Yeah. Let's go! I was literally. Well, I mean, just what it, about? I mean, what would you think about a son? Oh, you're oh, you're Chris Carlson on the wings, Kane up top, and then. You put Kulu at the bottom of that triangle for a diamond. Well, I'm, I'm going to further that amazing statement. So, look, we got Richie on the right, Sonny on the left. We got Harry up top. And then we got Kulu in that top middle. But the difference is, is Kulu and Kane can switch. 
easily. Oh, yeah. Kane can drop back. Kulu can sneak in. But Kulu and Richie can switch. I mean, and, anyone can go anywhere. Yeah. And, Literally. But like, Kulu can switch with everyone. And everyone else from where they're at can take on. That would be amazing. But anyone in any one of those positions could switch with anyone at any point and play that position just fine. Yeah. I mean, this is like dream FIFA that we're talking Absolutely. about. But we know that Daniel Levy listens to this damn podcast. So, I mean, literally, I we have 12 listeners. He's one of them. So, it'd be so, it would be so fun to watch. Like, really? I, mean, I would like I mean, to see it. I think it could be so, super fun to watch. I mean, we, we lose midfield a little bit, and then we can't probably play with our our three center backs and two wing backs because then. Well, just imagine Sessignon or Perisic running down the left next to that. You know, Royal or someone else on the right. You know, but like more attacking on that. You got Hoybier and someone else behind them. That is a powerful ass front. And the thing is, we're not just dreaming about it and saying it. Kulisevsky said it. He said that is his preferred position. Yeah, I, you know, I think so. Thinking? Well, we're gonna have to pull that up. Sorry, and, I. I uh, you know what I'm doing right now? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put it on Instagram. That shit's going up. But look, that's that's fantasy manager. You can sponsor us in the future. I think <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> Manager Royale, something like that. Yeah, so um, I haven't seen your face in so long. I love to see it. This is so much fun. We're having too much fun. But yes, so Kulu is supposedly a number 10, is what he said. You said you looked this up. Tell me the truth. Uh, the, the quote was like, "Is uh, I've been thinking about this my ho- all my whole life. I always thought of me being a number 10. I still think I am, but as yes. my best result, he says, goes on to say that as a, as a right winger, but he like he views himself as a uh, 10. So like, oh, the confidence to play look, there still. We're putting this out there. Kulu is our ginger. Dog, he's our man from Sweden. He's going to be our number three, our 23. Excuse me. I think he's, he's a 23. Like he's our next and dog, he can boss people. His his yeah. mind of the field, like if we have Kulu next to Richie, Kulu is a person who sees things before it happens. So he will do slight touches knowing that that's what's needed. And that's what's missing. I mean, Hoybier, no offense, is not in that mindset. No. Bentancourt, I love him. He does good things sometimes, but no one really knows what Bentancourt's really doing. He's just kind of there and we like it sometimes. But he's definitely not doing that. There's no one doing Christian Eriksen things, There's, and that's what we need. And if it was Kulisevsky with those other three up there, now here's the thing. We don't have any other options. So I will gladly say that whether it's in January or June, we need to sign attacking players. We, we see what happened once you sign Richarlison. It's like, oh, that worked. He knows how to score goals. He scored goals. Like – I think it's attacking is in a center attacking center mid option. I think I think we're fine on our our front our front three. With the I think we need there. one more. As I was saying, like none of them could have came off because who would you put in? Gil, Basuma, like who would? You, there's nobody. There's not one person. Well, now, is this assuming that we play all four to all start all four because we can't start all four. It's just three of the four. Well, we did in that last formation that we were talking about. You know, if we have four yeah. up in the middle, you know. Um, but we were actually saying this before we started, so maybe we're forgetting this. But you know, next season this ain't even a buy if they're 
willing, worthy, and able, we do have Dane Scarlett, Super Dane Scarlett, and Troy Parrott. I don't know if he has a super name, superhero name. <laughs> yet, but, I don't think uh, so. Either way, super both, Troy. Do, both on loan, doing very good things. And I would take Dane Scarlett, but I mean, the thing is, is like, would I take off Sonny and put on Dane Scarlett? Who knows? We'll see. Um, but at the not, same not, thing, not. Out, would you take off Sonny and put on Gil or something like that? Or Richarlison and put on Gil? I would have wanted to. Had rather... You probably wouldn't. Now with Kulisevsky, you feel safe. That's what I'm yes. saying. We need to sign like one or two like five-star attacking player just in general. Just like like that needs to be on the bench. Like whether it's like, you know, who? I mean, there's still Lucas Moore, who, like I said, I know I don't love him, but, like, he uh, is a solid would, bench option. I would, I would put Lucas Moore in, yes. Thank you for saying that. That's, like, the only other option we do have on the bench, I believe. But, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, five subs. We'll see. I mean, it'd be it's it's interesting. I mean, it'd be really fun to watch and see. It, I, I think that formation, those four all starting together would be... Yeah. I think it's worth a start once just to see how it goes. That would be so much fun. I hope it's moving in that direction. Like if we bring in younger strikers that we that we we can take, you know, Sonny off for Dane and we can take someone off for, you know, Tr- or something like that and but we can start with all of them, that would be dope. You it would know, be pretty hopefully, awesome. Hopefully it's moving in that direction. I mean, again, Kulisevsky is the one saying it, not us. Yeah, it's a big if. But it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> All right, so I'm trying to think. Like, is there anyone else on the field we really need to talk about? We talked about my boy Richie. We talked about uh, Sonny. You know, Kane. We haven't fully. Who, who you? Him, who do you like so far this year more, Lenglet or Davis at that left center back? Uh, that is actually a great question, but I'll answer it fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, they have been so exactly the same, and I love it. So both of them have had the exact same quality, which is I don't remember them throughout the game, and that's oh, okay. a very good quality for a center back of that's left fair. right. I, you know, I think Langleg gives us a little bit more going forward. I think I he's know. a better passer of the ball. I, I don't want to give Langlet or even like Richarlison too much credit for anything. Because it's been so little. You That's know? true. Same with Basuma. Like, I, I was hating on Basuma. But, like, I don't want to hate on him too much. I'm going to give him, like, full ability to rock out next time, you know. But, you know, with Langlet, the first game he played, I'm pretty sure we won. And that's great. He actually played good, and I don't remember him. That's a good thing. But the other one, it was like, all right, we tied. I don't remember you. Whatever. You know, whereas, like, Kuti... He's on the left, but like Kuti on the right, he's doing everything. Like he's he's making yeah. crazy. Like you remember like ninety percent of what Kuti did, and he's going down the front. <laughs> but I don't think I need every defender to do that. Like I no, love that's true. Kuti does that, but I don't want Ben Davis to do that. I don't want Langlet to do that. You know. And so either way, your question. No, I go on. You were about to say something. I was just gonna say you don't want them to do that necessarily, but you want them to be able to. Able to, yes, yes. It, well, I guess I will, it's my thing. Yeah, I will say they have been very the exact same for me, which is they do defense like at a B plus, 
and they do like attack at a B minus, maybe a B, and neither of them are really gonna do it for you. At least so far, they're very similar, That's and fair. I don't mind it. They're no Kuti, uh, and they're mm-hmm. you know they're not. I mean, I, I like Emerson Royale. Well, let's, let's get on to Emerson Royale. But yeah, I like I like Emerson Royale. I actually went on my other podcast and defended him a lot long before this sporting <laughs> game for everyone who's listening. Long before that, <laughs> it, was, but, it wasn't that uh, bad. He got megged and then scored on. I mean, that was bad. What? But I mean, that part was bad. But was the rest of the game bad, though? Just that one moment. He was good, but like that moment just makes him. Yeah. I saw that. It was really lazy defending. It was a poster. Like, he got poster ads, like, literally. Uh, But he wasn't bad throughout. And I still defend him. I think, like, he actually had two of our best chances on goal, and they were very early. But, like, he had a shot on goal from a very difficult cross. That the keeper made an amazing save to save. Like the it was going in. And like you can't just say that he's not doing anything or that he's not doing anything well. You know, to like just go on Emerson Royale. And I get it, he got megged, but the thing is, that goal was coming. That goal was coming. Like like both goals from sporting, like for like from like 70 minutes on, the hill was just tilted towards our goal. Like it was just Everything was going faster towards our goal. It was we were going upfield, like uphill, to like go towards their goal, and you know, like they hit, they almost hit it like three times, and then they hit it, you know. So to blame the person who looks like an idiot is a little bit, uh, I don't know, short-minded or you know. Yeah, it's 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 just a short window. It wasn't indicative of the entire game. Yeah. But no, I mean that's kind of interesting. The only thing he always, only lacks, like he always has pretty solid defensively. I mean, yeah. um, but he's just he's not great in the final third. Is well, where one, he he lacks. One thing I'll say is we didn't start Kulisevsky, and then Kulisevsky came on in like the 70th minute, and he's on the right side with Emerson Royale. They've played together for about a a half a season, you know, going on maybe a year now or something. Well, like January would be a year, but a half yeah. a season. Um, and when he came on, they both like instantly like knew each other and like knew how to play together. And that's, I mean, that's exactly how soccer works. But like those trust factors that you build up with people who like play next to you. And like Emerson Royale was like the one who was like willing to play those dangerous balls into Kulisevsky that he would then beat someone with. And so like, it was just, you know, like people look at Emerson like, Oh, he fucked up or he's not a good player, yada, yada. But you know, it's a bigger picture than that. Like Emerson, Kulisevsky, now you got someone else out there and it's still a growing process. You know, I I just don't think he gives us the, the ability to cross really well. He, I mean, he's a really good player. Sure. I don't think no, I mean, I he just, can't he, decide that. And I think it can it helps it helps to stunt our attack sometimes. But I mean, he also is really solid on the defensive end and kind of cleans things up that way. So it's tough. He's one of those players that's like, yeah, I mean, you want more, but also like he's uh, he's he's solid. Yeah, he's I love hard workers. Like, yeah. Nah, I mean, I love hard workers, and that's, like, the epitome uh, of that. But it's just, like, if he could round out that one edge, he would be 
20,000 times better. Agreed. Um, and I think he can. Agreed. That's, that's I mean, why I said um, You think crossing should be something someone can fairly, fairly quickly pick <laughs> up on? Right, like it's just you, you think just, a, mil- a millionaire, you know? Yeah, you know, like hey, let's spend an extra like half hour, a couple days a week, just well, you'll be practiced crossing the ball. Like it's not hard; it's just kicking. Like you, you know, you get. Like, I'm gonna need muscle. two more million for that, bro. <laughs> no way. You get two more million after you learn to cross. Hey, that's not how that's not how debt and credit works. How that's working this time. <laughs> That is so funny. All right, so I want to push past some of this. We talked about players the whole time. I think we touched on almost everyone necessary. We will stop touching them. Um, <laughs> but our new... <laughs> they our appreciate new that. They appreciate that. <laughs> our new subject, uh, maybe our favorite subject. Uh, what have you thought, especially in these last four matches, but let's go with all season. This is really a rundown episode. With our boy, Antonio, Antonio, Antonio. Yeah. Uh, He's Antonio. I mean, he he does what he does. He, you know, he's a solid manager. I mean, it's hard to, I haven't really questioned too much of anything he does. It's it's all working. Yeah. I, I love how he's handling Son, and like I think I've already said, like he showed confidence, and then yep. you know, like at some point though, he's got to then just be like, okay, I, I gave you a lot of shots, like I, it's about the team, we gotta. So he, he yeah, we'll see. I mean, but yeah, I, I, I'm really excited about. So I want to. Hopefully, wanna, he sticks around try. for like a long term. Sorry for pro- the keep project, going, keep like going. he said. Because, like, he's mentioned a couple of times, like, he said Tottenham's, like, a... I mean, he's known as, like, a two- or three-year coach, right? And before he leaves. Yeah. Um, so, but he said he wants to be here for a project, and he's mentioned this project is going to take more than two years. So I'm hoping that's true, because he can really mold this club into a yeah. major contender and something. And he puts the pressure on Levy. I mean, let's be honest, like, no yeah. other manager we've had has ever been able to get any sort of cash influx from... From Enoch and Joe Levy, so it, it's it's awesome. Like I think so, this would be the the turning point, and if we can continue okay. to stick with him and let him do what he's doing, yeah. No, I I fully agree. I mean, this is uh, my analogy is he feels like that grandpa where you, where like grandpa says anything, and you're just like yes, <laughs> <laughs> and then also also. <laughs> You're Grandpa like, Conte. oh man, you're not gonna be here for a while, are you? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta make a Grandpa Conte gear. Oh uh, yeah, very cozy, warm gear. Please stay. It's so cozy here. <laughs> nah, but yeah. I do agree with you, and it's this is like a hope and a prayer, and I'm not trying to jinx us, everyone, especially you, <laughs> Levy. I know you're listening. Uh. <laughs> That Antonio's been like, you know, said as like, you know, two, three years, he just like goes, wins shit, you know, bangs all the bitches and then leaves, you know. <laughs> but what I'm saying here is he's trying to raise a family. He's here and he sees a project. He sees something. And I really do think this is true. Like he sees a, and I hope this is true, a possibility 
you know, to not only take a good team and win things, but take a club and create huge things. I mean, basically, you have to understand, uh, Man U was always a big team. But what Sir Alex Ferguson did took them way further, you know, leagues further. You know, they've been shit for 20 years and no one gives a fuck. Everyone still talks about Sir Alex Ferguson, you know. Like, no. I, like, like Spurs are a good team. We've done things, especially this team. And with a proper person, it could be, you know, monumental. And I think if you're Conte, you don't not just want – like, he doesn't not just not know that he's known as the two-year coach. He is a fighter. He probably thinks like, bitch, I'm way better than that. It only took me two years. It only took me two years to win the whole league and the Champions League. Get off my fucking back, you know? He's like, oh, I'm going to take this little team and I'm going to do it too. I think it's even more selfish than that. I think he sees yes, this could be no. the thing that that cements his legacy as being one of the greatest yes. of all time. Let's go. Builds Tottenham into a thing and also yes. wins them their first trophy in forever. I think that's, that's I think that's how he views this club and that's why he's willing to stick around longer because like and he knows like if he wins, yeah he'll he'll go down as a club legend even more yeah. than he's ever will at any ever club ever coach. Your fucking inter. You just won it mm-hmm. 10 times in the last 10 years. It's like... Yeah, it's... This puts him the down. the thing is, is like everyone says, oh, he's only going to be here for three years. Whenever he talks about what he's doing, he never says it's going to be this year. He's like, this takes three, two to three years. It's like he's always talking about the future. So then when we see like purchases like Kulisevsky, 21 years old, re- revelation to our team revelation to the league and now he's on our team for the next five years bam let's go you know into his prime let's go that's just one so are we gonna win the league this year like i want to do or are we gonna win the league in two years you know like this is that Conte talk it's it's definitely a project and i i'm excited i think he's definitely the right person to to lead us there i think he wants to but we'll i mean time will tell that was my real so. question, and, and you just said it. But like, do you think he'll stay? Do you think he – what I've seen, I mean, his honor as a man, it seems like he's like, uh, I honor what I do. So I do have another question for you, actually. Fuck mm-hmm. this question. Um, <laughs> so did you see that basically after that 2-0 loss, it should have been a tie, but they played like shit the whole time. He should have maybe done this even if, if it was a tie. But he has a surprise uh, workout or like, training session this morning he said fuck you guys get up we're training the day after but i i'm i'd love it i think it's Me too. I think, Let's go. exactly i think i think that's what we've kind of said or throughout the, the entire podcast is like we haven't played great yet like yeah, yeah. still they still need to get their their shit together we, we've like matched the like competitiveness that he says we need to be at that is nothing compared to where we like where he's trying to get us to, you know. And so like we've matched it, and we've like been exhausted at the end. He's like, no, I need you to do that regularly, and like I need you to go way way past that, you know. And I feel like two players that get that, Perisic, and I was gonna say maybe Kane, but I just want no Perisic and Hugo. Really, I would say Perisic and Hugo are the only players that are like, guys, 
There's only 20 minutes left. It doesn't matter if we're not losing. We're not winning. You know? Um, what are your thoughts on even just these last six games but the whole season? Like, who has – and we haven't talked about Hugo once. We don't have to drain on him at the moment. But who, who do you think is your, like, standout anything? Uh, I mean, I guess – I mean, it's really early. It's just in the season. But my I guess my biggest surprise and – I guess we could say at this point is is definitely Rich Charlson. Let's go. I mean, I didn't. He think... looks good. He, he looks look good. fine. Rich Charlson is on your mind. I don't know. I don't know the words. That's definitely. I like not... that though. I like it's it. Something like that. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. I like it. I, I made a I made a Ivan song, but I'll sing that at some point. Maybe at the end of this episode, if I can. No, no Rich, uh, Richie's been my biggest surprise. It okay. Sure. I just I didn't know what kind of impact he would make and how much of an impact he would be able to make, right? Like, I knew Kulu would get the start, I knew Sonny would get the start, and I knew Kane would. So if those three played well, Richie wouldn't be getting lots of minutes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, so he's got a lot more minutes than I thought, and then he looked really, really good in those minutes. Damn, I kind of want – we did the Sunny starting. I kind of want to know if you think Richie will start. I think that's almost harder than the Sunny one. Are we going to do well, two? I mean, I mean, no, it's, we, it's missed, we missed the last – we missed the, the last like, – We missed it's the last the same, It's kind of the same question, right? Like It is. It is. It's like who for who. So, wait, I want to know. Do you want to do two? Let's do two Delhi Devils before this is over. I got sure. one more person to talk about. I mean, about. we missed a week or two. We did. Yeah, exactly. Let's catch everyone up. So – is Richie going to start against LC? Lester City, sorry. Lester. Um, yeah, because I said something is not starting, so obviously I have to. I'm doubling down. I'm not hedging my bet. I ain't, I ain't no bitch. Well, I was going to do the same, so I'm going to say no. I don't think Richie's starting. Ooh, really? Cool as steps, he's going to get it. Yeah. So Sunny, Cool, and Kane. All right. That's, yeah, I'm surprised. Old school. Unless he, like, uh, fucks with both of us and just, like, drops Kane for some reason. That'd be awesome. Um, I, why? Drop Kane? That's... Uh, no, 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 no. No, Kane off the bench? That's the scariest thing you've ever seen. Alright, so, again, before we wrap this up, I do want to talk about one more person, and then we'll look forward to Lester for a second. But... <laughs> A person that I said that I was very excited for at the beginning of the season, and I just mentioned him, but Ivan Perisic. What are your thoughts so far? And I, I have multiple questions. We're just going to crack open the Ivan Perisic lid. I'm just shattering it. And we're going to see what's inside. Wow, that's actually a really good question. I am... So he started I, I, a lot, and he didn't start at the beginning? Like, you know... I. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I thought he would keep with Sess just because, like, I think Perisic was coming off, like, an injury, and he'd slowly work him in. I think that was Perisic. Or either way, just, like, slowly work him in, because Sess and Young played well last year at the end of the year. I'm going to cut in real fast. So we can also talk about Sess and Young in this conversation, and I just thought about this, but Sess and Young, Perisic is Batman Robin. I mean, like, they're doing the same thing. I I might have to make that. I like them both. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So back to Parasage. Uh, 
what do you what do you think about everything he's done and just the impact he's had? And it, like further note, I mean, I personally love him, but like, is he gonna be what we were looking for? Like, is he gonna be a one year solution? Is he gonna be something more? I just want to know your whole like thoughts on Parasite. Not that's, that's again, yeah, another good question. I think I I haven't seen enough of him myself. I think he's had really good moments um, of brilliance. Like his crossing's next level. There's no doubt about that. Um, he can just play a ball like no one else. But I like to see him getting a little bit more involved consistently going forward. I don't know. Or maybe I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't oh. notice it enough. Like he does well and I just don't notice. Maybe it's like one of those things. Well, I only just thought this now, but I almost think, and this is a very bad statement, everyone hate me on this podcast, <laughs> but Parisage is almost too good for Spurs. Like, there's no one crashing in the ways that, like, when he, when, when anyone sends a ball across the six and it goes from the front post to the back post to out of bounds on the other side, there's something wrong. And if he's able to do it, that's something right. But, like... Harry Kane got on the end of one of them and Perisic hasn't done it like every time, but it's there. And I just need our five-star strikers to learn how to be five-star strikers. You know, be Benzema. If someone's going to fucking smack a ball in directly to your forehead, it better smack a net. Like it, that's, that's the only, you know, goal. And I don't know, like Kane, there was a ball that came across yesterday and he threw out the wrong leg. It's like, you don't even throw that leg out. Why would you throw that leg out? You know? And it just bounces. Players are super across. dominant foot reliant to these days. That's why. I mean, that's why you saw it was, that. It was, it was not his dominant his foot. It was not was his it? dominant foot. It was his left foot. Okay. I mean, look. I mean, they give the benefit of the doubt to Kane. The Kane, the dude's a legend. He scores. He knows how to score. He, he's just, a five-star forward. But I, I, I know your point. I'm just yeah. saying, like, Perisic is, is the point of this, sta- this statement. And maybe Perisic is too good, but that's a joke. And kind of like a satirical stab at Spurs where it's like, get your shit together. You have a five-star wingback. Like, you know when other when other teams are – when Atletico is signing Trippier, they're like, oh, he's amazing. When we sign Perisic, we have to understand that is even better than that. That is way better than someone signing Trippier. You know, like you that – do you think a lot of this, like the the missing on the crosses, though, it comes down to just not not gelling yet? I'm still trying to like yes. figure each other out, figure out what Paris is just like. Oh, you make this run more than yep. than this guy, yep. and I, so I think. But I the think main that, point, at Spurs, we've had. I mean, other than Trippier, and like we've had Aurier, and we've had like now Royal <laughs> and Doherty. You know, like you have to laugh at these things. Like, yeah, we don't we've have. Had we've children, never had anyone. We've had children on the sides. Whereas we have like literally Harry Kane, if if you hit his forehead, it's gonna go in the back of the net for the most most part. You know, like he gets it. And yeah. now we have someone who's just able to do it. And for for whatever 10 years that Harry Kane's been there, he hasn't had a five-star wing back that can literally Ronaldo people and then fucking put in a beautiful cross with the other foot. So I do think gelling still needs to happen. Even more, though, than signings, I think gelling needs to happen. 
Yeah, no, I've been I've been I've been happy with Parasic. I I'm excited. I also like Sessegnon a lot, so I'm Me happy too. with either. But I think Parasic yeah. is definitely the better player, and I think I think again I think that's another thing Conte did well too is is easing him in and letting yeah. and letting Sess get some minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited about the cl- this. Batman Robin gift that's happening. I know that would be awesome. That's <laughs> another. That's more merch we need to figure out too. Yes, all the merch. Cool tea. Are we transitioning? <laughs> Let's go for it. Guys, we will have merch soon. Our 2022-23 merch will be dropping soon. Maybe we'll have some Batman Robin, Cess Parasic type stuff. That sounds dope. It's not made yet, but you heard it here first. No. Um, but we definitely have some awesome shit coming out. Uh, yeah. Definitely our calendars, our programs, those are coming out. Those are dope. And then, those are hand-printed. Those will be a lot of fun. But... I want to do a shameless plug. This ain't a sponsor. This is exactly what I'm doing. We've been gone for a while, but I've still been working. Uh, I'm I'm now also holding it down with another podcast called Two Zip. Two Zip. Nick, you might have seen it, and maybe you guys have. have seen it online. We've been posting some stuff, uh, but it's an all footy podcast. You know, basically all shit talking, all football. And just so you guys know that, like, I'm all Spurs. So it's so funny. Our our host is a fucking Chelsea fan. One of our co-hosts is another Chelsea fan. Our first episode was Chelsea Tottenham. I can't tell you how drunk I was that day. It was really bad, bro. It was well, it was great for me. It was great. I mean, it was great. So you guys should listen. You guys should watch. It's a lot of fun. But it's just it's just shit talking. We talk about now the yeah. Spurs also. We talk about you know Champions League, talking about this you know every league because the other the other co-host is a um, Real Madrid and we have a Barcelona fan, um, but we're getting everyone in there, and I'm not just a co-host. I'm helping with all the whole thing, and it's a lot of fun. It's it's more sp- for me and y'all. It's Spurs content because I'm holding it down. Don't you? Yeah. Don't worry, bro. No one's gotta don't fly the worry, flag. Bro. Don't you no worry. No one's gotta fly the flag. Literally, and I'm getting better at it. Like it's hard, you know. Sometimes that day with the Chelsea fans, bro, it was one versus like fifty. And yeah, I remember you telling that, that story. Goal, that last goal, they were ready to kick me out or kick my ass, one or the other. <laughs> um, and then I did a professional content podcast after that. It was very <laughs> fun, <laughs> and I was very drunk. Uh, you only hear that here. <laughs> Not on there. You didn't say yeah. that once? Uh, we talked about drinks maybe once. I don't know. <laughs> it, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, we're talking yeah. about everything everything football, but I'm all Spurs, all USA. You know, we got semi-pro and professional players and a lot of different fun things from everywhere. Um, but awesome. don't don't worry. Yankee Yids is being thrown out the whole time. We did oh, true. Yeah, and we got a lot you more. Don't forget about us over here. Don't forget about you, dog. <laughs> Our bed. <laughs> uh, well, guys, we've had a lot of fun tonight. It's very exciting getting to see Nick and talk about Spurs again. Um, we'll definitely talk to you guys soon. There's so much football coming up. We didn't really get to talk about Lester, but fuck Lester. That's the main thing you got to know. It's, um, a, it's, a, it's a trap game, but we should win. It was a trap game before all of this other trap games fell in front of it. You know, sporting is now the trap game. 
we better wake ourselves up. If we don't wake ourselves up, Conte might quit. Like this is like we don't have to ever worry about Conte being fired because he will quit like nine games before that. Be like, I'm I'm done with this. <laughs> That's fair. I will. We're good. I think we'll be fine. Um, I think he'll get the 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 ship righted really quick. I think it will. I'm excited. I can't yeah, no, I'm excited also. I think the whole. I missed Queen, last weekend. Me like too. I was about to say the Queen's passing. You know, rest in peace to everyone. Um, and us Americans don't really get what's going on, but we understand. Um, and rest in peace to anyone and everyone. And it, I think it would that actually tripped up Spurs like in midweek. It was like, hey, we're not playing for two weeks, and it's like. Just kidding! You're playing in four days. Yeah, <laughs> was that like, was. I was like, "Oh shit!" There is still soccer. Like, I was like, "There's not supposed to be soccer for two weeks." I was like, "Just kidding! Go for it." I'm just Portugal thrilled was that like, there's. What are you talking about? You're losing. No, right? They're like, "Who cares about the queen?" We don't. But, yeah. yeah, we don't care about. I, was, the I mean, I get it. Those are excuses, but still, it was. No, it, was sure. so, it was weird. Yeah, I, I was. I was still lost. I missed it. I missed football. I missed soccer on the weekends. Yep. It's not the same. What do I do? My weekends are... are you know what's crazy? Is we're, gonna, we're not going to end this podcast yet. We're going to talk about World Cup for a second. It's crazy because the best time ever is when soccer ends and the World Cup starts in the summer. But we're not going to have that this summer, even though we have a World Cup. But we'll have Purchase. it this winter. It's fine. I'll be there. It's going to be amazing. Uh, That's right. Yeah, being as close as you can. I'm getting, I'm getting all the Spurs content, guys. All the content we go in USA, and then all the Spurs. I mean, I know we plan a lot of yiddos in our group, but I cannot we wait. Do. I mean, that's cool though. I mean, the nice part of it. That's. I, I'm glad we don't play South Korea because I'd be really pissed if I knocked out Sunny. If we knock yeah. out fucking England, that's perfectly fine. I'm still so. mad at Sonny for scoring against Germany, actually, and letting Mexico advance in the World Cup that one year. But oh, that was amazing! That was one of the best goals ever. You are you are a liar. Sorry, everyone in no. LA. That was that was one of the best goals ever. I will hold you down, LA, and all of my all of our Mexican Spurs fans. You are completely wrong. That was one of the best goals. They were already knocked out. That was a great goal. That's what World Cup is, guys. Even though we're the Yankee Yids, we are Yankees. And we are fucking Yids. If you can see what's behind Nick, it's literally a USA scarf and then a Spurs scarf right under it. Those are the two my two my two teams. Yep, me too. Damn right. I was USA before I was Spurs, but uh doesn't matter. We're doing both and we're going to the World Cup. I can't wait. And so, Nick, this was a great catch-up. Number one, it was amazing seeing you. To everyone else, you know, we're going to do this way more often. We've all been busy. I think you guys have been too, most likely. Uh, but Spurs are back on. Um, Saturday. Saturday, Lester. <laughs> I had something better to say, and then I chose not to. <laughs> no, we got the 11.30 game. So it's... Uh... 930 uh, or 11.30 where you're at. Yes, 9.30. It's a good time for the LA. Let's go. 9.30. Might... You need to actually sleep in a little bit. 
I might be able to get that one in 4K. No. Yeah, maybe. Nice. Either way, this is Sorry. all I say. No, no, you're good. Nick, I love you so much. Thank you so much. And to everyone, anyone Nick, who made it this far, thank you so much. And last but not least, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Tip-top Tottenham Hotspurs, the greatest team of the year. Tip-top Tottenham Hotspurs, raise your glasses and give them a cheer.